0: Hello? Hello? Is it the internet? It's... Oh, it's you. Uh, and yes, welcome to Season 93, Episode 5 of the Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio, and y'all already know what it is. This is a podcast where we take a deep look into America's old weird brain and soul, and off the rip, we always say, fuck Coke Industry, fuck Fox News. It is Friday, August 2nd, 2019. My name is Miles Gray. Uh, ooh, aka, um, (laughs) oh, here we go. Jack is known for being twice as nice. Miles gets off just repeating the same old lines. Went to Italy and found his soul. Don't want to hear about it, say no go, am I? says anything that he wants to do yeah but jack don't want to hear that shit because it's just a annoying yeah but miles won't go for that no oh, i've been
1: to italy my won't go for that no no
0: that is a long AK. Thank you to Simone Henri Utecht. I will just pronounce it very, uh, very European. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. At Schutect, uh on Twitter. And look, I see the other, uh, can't go for that AK. It's a guaranteed spot on the show because I, <laughs> I could keep seeing this shit all day. Um, as you noticed, and Jack told y'all, uh, he's not here for a little bit. So that means you get the substitute teacher who lets you uh, watch NBA highlight tapes instead Ooh. of teaching you a lesson. That's right. That's right. Um, And I'm thrilled to be joined by my special guest host today, Mr. Kenny DeForest.
2: Yes, sir. Hello, Zeitgang. It's me, Kenny DeForest, a.k.a. Oh, you got a.k. Kenbo Spice, a.k.a. Kenny DeForestation Isn't Cool. Oh. (laughs) A.k.a. Ken Tucky Mitch is a bitch. Oh, shit. Wow. Fever
0: out that mouth. Yeah. Uh, Well, thank you so much for joining me first time guest hosting. Man, my Uh, pleasure. Definitely won't be the last. Um, And we are thrilled to be joined in the third seat by a very hilarious comedian, uh, just protector of people at bars, uh, (laughs) host, Podcaster, uh, Mr. Steve Hernandez, Big Hearn.
1: Great to be here. How are you, fellas? Good, man. How you good? never really saw an NBA highlight reel with a substitute teacher. Yes, I have. <laughs> Yo, I had a teacher. <laughs> I remember in,
0: uh I forget, I think it was sixth grade. No, fourth grade. Y'all remember uh, if you went to school with me, shout out Miss Semmel, who had her baby. She was pregnant at the time, so there was like a long streak where first we had substitutes here and there when she had to go to like doctors and stuff like that, and then we had a, a, a full on sub for a while. But those subs that came in, one of them just played like literally like a NBA biggest bloopers <laughs> tape, and we're like, great. Um, should we learn about slavery? Uh, like, no, no, no. Man. You guys watch this, man. The way Kenny the Jet uh, misses this dunk, you're gonna laugh your ass off.
2: That was uh, that was the person that uh, teaches that uses teaching as a side hustle.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they
2: weren't ready to get called in that 100%.
0: day. 100%. <laughs> They're like, oh, oh yeah, uh, 7 a.m., I'll, I'll be there. Um, in, in fourth
1: y- grade, I remember they uh, dragged the TV in. Uh, I don't know. You guys remember the Challenger explosion? Yeah. <laughs> all the kids watched it. Oh, Were I wasn't. You, I didn't mean, see that at yeah, that time. Yeah, all the kids, because the teacher was on the thing, so they made all the kids oh, watch right. the Challenger explosion. And fourth then, grade, oof. that was a rough day, folks. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I really remember looking at this girl, Andrea, who's sitting in the front and watching her face crumple. As you watch the explosion happen, yeah. and then her put, she put her face down on the desk. Let's
2: just uh, destroy the wonder of space for these children.
1: Yeah. <laughs> just just take yeah. it in your eyes, Big kids.
2: Bird was supposed
1: to be on that thing, too. That would have been truly tragic. Oh my, no, it wasn't.
2: What
0: do you
1: mean? They wanted, that was their initial plan before the teacher. They wanted to have literally the person who dressed up as Big Bird go into space. Really? Yeah, that's a real thing. Wow! Yeah, sorry for derailing I mean, this guy's. Coming. No, no.
0: I mean, I always like to know how Big Bird almost burnt up in the atmosphere. That would have been uh, sad. That would have been really tragic. Also, you know, very tragic. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> the, the yeah, surface. tragic. Tragic that not Big Bird died. Yeah. <laughs>
2: um,
0: so, Steve, we're gonna get to know you a little more. Uh, first, let's give people a quick look into what we got uh, brewing, percolating under the surface. Um, first up, I want to talk about a new trend. Uh, influencers uh, selling all kinds of stuff, but there's a new product that I don't I don't even know if this is something people should be buying. But look to each their own. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about the debate, um, even though it's a day late, so we won't get too into it. But we'll just kind of give you uh, some of our thoughts and feelings. Talk a little bit more about Moscow, Mitch, uh, and just some more things that are coming out, uh, and also some things happening in his home state of Kentucky. Uh, sounds like some of GOP Congress people are getting tired and calling it quits early. And then fast food wars. We got some, we got some uh, data to think about, to, to, I guess, determine who's on top of the certain piles when it comes to fast food. Uh, but first, Big Hearn, McCracken. What's something from your search history that's revealing about who you are?
1: Let's see here. I did a movie podcast last night. I have a movie podcast called Views from the Vista, and we just did the, uh, for our Patreon, we did Eternal Sunshine.
0: Oh, yeah. So that Ooh. was my last
1: thing. Let me read the line. I had to quote,
0: Why do I fall in love with the first woman that shows me any kind of attention?
1: No. Um, uh, What's the Kate Winslet quote? I'm not a concept. Too many guys think I'm a concept or I complete them or I'm just going to make them alive. But I'm just a fucked up girl who's looking for my own peace of mind. Damn. Don't assign me yours. Damn. What do you guys think of that? That's real as hell. (laughs) Wait, how come you you Googled that? I Googled that because I wanted to remember that. I think Eternal Sunshine was so great because they... She was actually, this was before the idea of a Manic Pixie Dream Girl even was like on the landscape. Oh, really? But that movie already tried to like say that's kind of what she was, but she was kind of saying, I don't want to be this. Sure. Then make me this. Oh, right. She's like, so I just, just wanted to up, remember the right. Yeah, she's just a fucked up person. I mean, she makes potatoes out of art. Yeah. But she doesn't play the ukulele. So she makes potatoes count. out of art. <laughs> art out of potatoes. That would be
0: tight, too. She's like, let me take this Rembrandt real quick. Y'all want a lotka?
1: So that's uh I think that's one of the most romantic movies, definitely in my top five, ten of all time. Oh yeah. I saw
0: that I think I've talked about this in the show, like when I was oh, like in a similar headspace to Jim Carrey. Yeah. Uh, like getting over a breakup and I was just like, oh my god. It, it like resonated with me and for
1: I was like, dude, this movie.
2: I don't think sick. Jim Carrey ever fully came back from that movie. <laughs> yeah, right. I saw her
1: right the month after I moved out of my ex wife's house. Uh huh. And hers about that guy getting a divorce and falling in love with the computer. So that movie, I went with two different women, and I wept during both showings. Damn. And then you fucked an iPad. (laughs) What's something
0: that's overrated? Uh, Overrated, blowjobs. Wow. Mm. Yeah. It's all about ball jobs now,
1: huh? I just don't think they're a big deal.
0: Oh, wow. (laughs) Do you
1: think they're a big deal?
0: uh i it's funny i used to think blowjobs were the top of mount fuckmore yeah Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like i thought that was like that's where zeus lived yeah a blowjob at city yeah um and then i'm like yeah it i don't i don't i I guess i don't desire head as much as i used to
1: well i mean especially you're in a loving committed monogamous relationship right it's like we don't you don't need to do that yeah yeah i
0: mean some (laughs) people like but then it's weird like i feel like old like you know, other people, all they, do, like, want to do is well, get head. What I, I think they can't fuck. Well, also, yeah. the
1: older I get to, the more I wonder about... Um uh Like why uh, guys like it so much? I think there it's might be some power dynamics. some kind of. Yeah, some p- kind oh, of weird. we
2: all grew up watching rap videos. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I, well, what videos were you watching? You <laughs> uh, watched a lot of BET Uncut, uh, super uncut. I know. I,
1: I mean, I want to see these videos, yeah. but no, but yeah, so all that kind of stuff. I do that, like that, but yeah, just give me that hot pipe and you know whatever right. comes besides that. I don't need it. Well, you start
2: considering, you know, like uh my my girls in our we're the same. We're in our thirties, you know. It's just like save your knees you know like yeah. this is you know we're we're low on cbd oil we don't yeah. need to be exerting our joints this way
0: or i i found new ways to give head like with the way I lay on the bed, like so, it's very relaxing. There's not too much pressure on my joints. Are oh, you like yeah. to lay on
2: your stomach, kick your feet? Yeah, like you're yeah. just like yeah. like I'm on the phone with a crush. I like, yeah.
1: to, I
2: like to throw myself in my spine inverter. You know, flip upside down. <laughs> well, that's the, the, you know, I, the older I get, the more I love giving it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, it, yeah, it's
1: different for us, but you know, we could we can come in so many ways. And I'm speaking pu- purely uh, as from a straight perspective right now. I'm queer, so the best blowjobs I've ever got for with guys. I mean, you guys, neither one of you guys ever got a blowjob from a guy, right? That no. you're no. willing to talk about on the air. <laughs> if I did, shit, you know? <laughs> the best blowjob I ever got in my life was uh, from an old Mexican guy in a porn shop right after I quit being a pastor. Wow. Yeah. I mean, with uh, with uh, gay guys- Can you put that on a t-shirt? <laughs> I tried. It did yeah. not sell. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there, th- there was self. more
2: than just cum leaving your body that day, you well, know? Well, I mean, because
1: th- if somebody <laughs> just wants it that bad, that's where it's so, like, sexy. That's where it's hot, where it's like, I just gotta have this thing. Then it's like, wow, that's really cool. Cool. Thank mm-hmm. you for this. Show. And like, and
0: I trust that you know
1: your way around.
2: That was a day. Yeah. If that <laughs> was you have a dick, you know how to work your that way it. That was around a day a he transitioned from Father Steve to Daddy yeah. Steve Ooh, to Zaddy's Zaddy Estabon. Oh, oh, we
1: got an explosion for that one. Yeah, <laughs> Zaddy
2: Sextabon.
1: But uh, in regular heteronormative stuff, I don't need it. It's fine. Who cares? I'm an adult man. Yeah. Well, it's like I feel like you know, like Boomers, like yeah, man. Then you'll never get head <laughs> again. Or like older people who
0: are married. It's like. I can't remember the last time I got a blow. Or oh, like
1: on my birthday, things like right. that. It's just so crazy. It's yeah. so dumb to me. I don't we don't need to do this. I know it's people fun. too
0: who are like who celebrate like steak and blowjob day? Yeah, uh, yeah oh, like, you nice. don't know that's people who do that. Yes, I do. Oh
1: my god! I thought that was just a dumb internet like not thing. like
0: a close friend, but like <laughs> I see them and I'm like on their Instagram like it's steak and blowjob day. I'm like it was like started by some lame San Diego DJ.
1: Yeah, yeah, No, I love my girl. We're partners. We don't have to do anything she don't want to do. So there you that's go. Fine. Yeah.
0: Keep it. Keep it. Uh. Keep it fair. Keep it yes. equitable. Yeah. Uh, what's something that's underrated?
1: Uh, The new Hills, the Hills, the Hills, new beginnings. Uh, (laughs) What a fucking transition.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm getting head the day after I am a pastor. (laughs) Less blood jobs,
1: more the Hills. Did you guys watch the original Hills?
0: Uh, A little little bit. bit. I mean, enough to know who the characters were like and not give a fuck.
1: Yeah, I was a pretty big fan, but I didn't want to check out this new thing. But I just got back from Columbia the other day and uh, I bought the season just to watch on the thing. And it's a really, it's really awesome. And it's like not about what the old one's about. It's really about Spencer and Brody's relationship. It's about guys turning, being in their 30s and their old relationships falling apart because they have different values. And how do you like get out of this thing? For real? Yeah. It's, I mean, I don't, the MTV, it's, they wouldn't say, but that's the main storyline. And they just have different values. And also, Spencer's like hurt a lot because Brody's not acknowledging like, that he betrayed him in a lot of—he didn't get invite him to his wedding. He never came and visited Spencer's son when he had his son. And Spencer's like trying to communicate with him about this, but Brody's just acting like it's not a thing. I used to think Spencer Spencer Pratt was just a piece of shit, though. He uh, he did Is he you, different. He, he's evolved he, a bit. Yeah, he, it seems like he's different. It seems I always liked him. I'm a big reality mm-hmm. show fan, and I think he's one of the greatest villains of all time. But yeah, he seems like he's trying to grow, and they, he communicates well with his wife, and they seem to communicate well. He's still with Christ Heidi, right? This. Yeah. Man. She's my birthday twin. Giving
0: hope for reality (laughs) romance. Shout out to Heidi Montag.
1: (laughs) But uh, it's a really, it's a very interesting series and season. And uh, I, like I said, I didn't watch it till, it's on episode six. I think they have a couple more left, but I thought it was going to be just trash, but it's very deep. It's about, it's mostly about these masculine relationships. And I mean, anybody, any man who's in their thirties who has friends that they, when they were 19 or 20 are people they've outgrown. Yeah. And also men aren't willing to talk about the fact that we have relationships that, that we've betray each other in different ways it's very interesting i'm surprised um i'm not surprised but it's just really cool to watch so i do think if you are into reality shows the hills new beginnings is really really good and pamela lee uh pamela lee's son's on it he's he's 10 years younger than all of them and he's like a really smart like young cool guy nice. and he's sober it's like it's just a lot of cool stuff on there
2: damn great yeah. How how's
1: audrina doing it's rough. She's gotten a divorce. She's uh, uh yeah, th- that's the one. That's the regular kind of Hills thing back and forth her and Justin Bobby. There's oh, this weird date. But Justin Bobby's grown up. The he, dude with the long hair? Yeah, he's also very like He's trying to be. He's like, I'm not trying to get romantically involved with anybody. I'm not willing to commit to. I mean, it's all. It's very funny to
2: he watch. Sounds these like people.
0: a Tinder fuckboy. boy.
1: Though. Uh,
2: he's definitely a Tinder <laughs> fuckboy. boy.
0: You know, I'm not trying to get it serious. You know what I mean? Just
1: keep it casual, keep it loose. You no know hookups I mean? here
2: for the real thing. Exactly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, but it's great to watch them all back. If you like the original, you'll definitely love this. But also, if you're a reality show fan, check out The Hills New Beginnings.
0: Okay, uh, and lastly, but not leastly, what's a myth?
1: I just got back from Colombia. Did you guys know that not all Latinos fuck with tortillas? Yes. I didn't know that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, not to the thing where I was like, how did you not know? But that was a thing I, I slowly realized, too. absolutely did not yet. know.
1: So I went to Colombia. They don't have a fucking tortilla in that place. And that includes chips and salsa. I'm sorry, guys. What are they
0: eating, like tostones or something? Yeah. The, no. A plantain, like, perhaps?
1: Uh, no. Yeah, I mean, there's plantains but like, fried dough. Okay. Unlike bullshit like that, but I ordered some Oh, wow, of- you're yeah. mad about this, damn. <laughs> I was pissed. I'm from LA. I'm a Mexican from LA and I was like I ordered ceviche and they just brought the ceviche with a the fork. There wasn't even like a not even <laughs> like a no crunch at all? No Dude, crunch vehicle? they had a fucking fork. Yeah, Damn. I just ate it like that. Usually,
0: like, I'll see it with, like, a tostone or something or some kind of plantain chip or something if it's not a tortilla chip, but...
1: I I mean, I think it just infuriated me. I, I mean, I, I guess I'm the fool here, but, you know, that's what traveling's for, so yeah. you realize new Open things. Open your third eye. But I just don't like how, then, society and media and culture try to write off Latinos as one person. I don't have anything monologue. in common with a fucking brown person that hasn't grown up with a tortilla. Right. I mean, I have things <laughs> to learn from them. Yeah. But don't try to group us into one thing. If you're if you're having fried dough with your ceviche, if you don't pound chips and salsa, get the fuck out.
0: <laughs> so, note to all the Colombianos out there. Yeah.
1: But no, no, I love. Col- I, Luisa, no, I Luisa Diaz from New York. She's a great comedy mind and producer. Her and I were twittering back and forth about this. Oh, she's Colombian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and they, I mean, there's stuff they have. Is of great. course, yeah. But yeah. I, I was just, and I did not know how much I liked tortillas, and I, until you until I didn't have, I did have tortillas, <laughs> right. a day without a tortilla. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no burritos, no chips and no chips and salsa. That was crazy. Okay,
0: well let's let's make it positive. What was something that you ate that was out there that you're like, you know what, God damn, that was good.
1: Um, I do like how you could just they slang empanadas like everywhere on mm-hmm. the corners the coffee shops and everything. So uh, we don't, I don't eat enough empanadas here. Yeah. But I fucked hard with empanadas Did You have there. a arroz con pollo? What's no, what's their, that? Their
0: chicken and rice dish. Out no, there? I didn't have that. That's like a thing that always all my Colombian friends are like, "Yo, you
1: got to get." They that. they kept pushing these paisa plates, which is just a big plate of like meat and eggs and an egg and beans and rice and sausage. But yeah, so it was it was a great time. I'm so glad to be there. I'm going to work on my Spanish so I can hang out in Mexico City more. So, yeah. What we'll part go. of Colombia did you go to? Uh, we went to Medellin, and we went to, what's the capital? Bogota? Cartagena? Yeah, Bogota. Oh. And then we went to some little like vacation town. Nice. You we went with my white girlfriend's uh-huh. parents, and sh- I'm telling you, They're I mean, you know it. what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah, but they take care of everything. Yeah. <laughs> They're like everything, like, oh, yeah, we can eat there. Yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> appetizers yeah. and whatever. I don't drink alcohol, but I was having two lemonades a dinner. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, they got nice lemonade there. It's like limeade and it comes with this crushed ice so i would have one with the apps and then when the dinner came i'd be like, i'll have another Lemonada naturale oh, uh, yeah so it was great yeah we had a great time
0: nice that's awesome Yeah. Uh, well let's get into it so um i was reading uh, this article just came up and i was like what the fuck is this uh we've heard about people selling bath water we remember that whole controversy mm-hmm. right gamer bath water um now there there is like, this article about these uh, this couple that is like on YouTube, they call themselves the iFam uh, and it says parents, Chris and Sarah Ingham had a child and now they've decided to design a lifelike baby doll modeled after their newborn Jace at two weeks old that their followers can buy and take care of for only three hundred forty dollars. How does that make everyone feel?
2: Well, I mean, it's a—it's too good of a deal to pass up. They're only three hundred and forty dollars. Yes, it's a—you can go to—it's a—I a, guess
0: a person who makes these reborn babies, uh, um, where you can pick up a quote, "soft-bodied" version of their child.
2: Oh, soft-bodied is such an unsettling descriptor.
0: Yeah, it's. Don't it's, worry,
2: the body's good and
0: soft. It's really freaky. Just I don't a malleable
2: know. baby. This is a very, this will be an influential baby, this one. But this
0: is kind of like, you know, playing out this sort of thing of like people who, like millennials in this sort of social media age of influencers, where like you become the commodity and you become the the product. So you have to commodify nearly every fucking dimension of your life, like to your fucking, I mean, not that the bathwater is like a thing that you have to do, but it's just the logic path that you're going to follow. It's like, oh, okay, well, how much of myself can I give or sell or cut off and, get, and people will buy?
2: Yeah, and what's, I mean, is it more troubling that they're selling the baby or that there's definitely a market? for the baby. You know, like Well,
1: if we don't know if there's a market, but if there is a market, then it's the saddest market in the world. Yeah. Right? Cuz it's
2: some it's people who've lost their baby. It's like, you know, you could just have a baby, right?
1: <laughs> well, yeah. you could uh, just no, have your own. But, but the people who would buy them can't have that baby.
2: I guess that's so true. So
1: that would be that's what I'm saying, it feels very like predatory. Yeah, and well, it's just weird though too, like
0: again, like now you everything's a product. Oh, now my two-week-old child
1: (laughs) is a product? And how did they get that made? I don't even know. Cause, I don't even because a lot of other things. When I'm thinking about like other kind of dolls that one would make or whatever, you're using like you're dipping the thing in wax or yeah, that like kind of casting plastic. a mold and yeah, stuff. yeah. So how did we cast this little baby mold? That's a oh, good question. Yeah. We put it under anesthesia. Yeah, <laughs> and then we wrap it,
0: and then we have the mold. And no, I have no idea. It's
2: also like okay, so the the draw here is that the baby looks like another baby, but so does every other baby. It's two weeks. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. babies yeah. look like babies. They all look like newborn ma- mice. <laughs> How many followers do those people have?
0: The Ingham family, 1.2 million subs. Huh. Welcome to the, this is what their page description. Welcome to the iFam. We're the Ingham family from the UK. We are Chris, dad, Sarah, mom, Isabel, age 13, Esme, age age nine, Isla, age seven, and our new baby boy, Jace, who was born in March this year. We vlog our daily lives, blah, 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 blah. That's what they're yeah, and I mean like this is like a thing that's always been around. People love to like live vicariously through a lot of these like influencer families and things like that. Look, I just hope uh, everyone can. F- if look, if you got to buy a baby, uh, please don't bring it on public. Because got- there's like a ho- I've seen a lot of photos of people like getting freaked out by baby dolls, and there was that <laughs> one baby doll that was like in New York that was like one of these real life babies that the cops thought was a dead corpse. Oh, and they're like, oh fuck, I think that's a, and they're like, it's a doll. That just looks super real, and fucked up.
1: I think they're gonna. What are they gonna sell ten? What's the old run on this, huh? <laughs> <laughs> they can't sell more. I than their 10. next video is like. I think they'll hit a
2: hundred.
0: Really? I guess. Look, you think about the one point two million subscribers. I guess as a percentage, what how, what percentage of those one point two million do you think are hardcore enough? One percent? Half of one percent? Fifty percent? Half of one percent? Five percent? Okay. Yeah.
2: And what is that? What's the numbers on that? Let's do the Quick math. Math.
1: <laughs> he grabbed his phone.
2: Yeah. Oh man. Three hundred. Like I would like to write a list of things that you could do with three hundred and forty dollars that aren't buying a baby doll. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's like a plane ticket. You could go on a a trip. For that. To the Midwest. Yeah. Or if you're in the UK, somewhere in Europe. Six thousand. Yeah. All right. Damn. But
0: yeah, I. Man. If hey damn, if, if you have that kind of record <laughs> fucking man, I sell these babies. You know,
2: if you're if you're like a if you're like a rich scenster kid with just unlimited funds, that's totally like an ironic purchase. You know, like right, Oh right. my god, look, I got the IFAMS baby doll. Right and you just like last a a yeah, let's do Coke off its little head. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. All
0: right, cool. All right, let's take a quick break and uh buy one of these dolls and do Coke off of it. We'll be right back. And we're back. And uh, the second phase round of debates uh, was last night. Um, Or the second round of debates happened on Wednesday. And, um, you know, it was fine. It was a lot of everyone piling on to Joe Biden. Um, And then, like, afterwards, like all the centrist pundits again, it's like, you know, he really held his ground and showed people why he's still in the face of all this, uh, you know, turbulence, can hold his own against some of the best debaters. Uh, in the party, and I was like, "Wow, you really y'all really spun that one into a a w for him." Uh, but I mean, I think you know, I, I as I watched it, I wasn't very impressed with many people. I will say, Cory Booker did improve from his last he time. He sure around. did. Um, what else? Who else? Uh, oh, when Tulsi Gabbard went in on uh, Kamala Harris's record as a prosecutor and DA, it was one of those moments where I think if you were like really hot on Kamala after the the first debate when she took Joe Biden to task, you're like, yeah, this is the first time you kind of saw her sort of fade after that, because she really didn't wasn't able to sort of rebut what uh, Gabbard had said uh, in her response. She just sort of made an emotional appeal about like, oh, I'm, oh, I, oh, I did that. Then why am I about fairness now? It's like, no, no, no. Why don't you talk about the people like that? Like she said, you withheld evidence that would have kept someone like off of death row, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, um, we shall see where that ends up. But I think it's funny when Kamala is able to put the spotlight on someone else's past. I think it, that's that makes her look really good. But she, I think people are now starting to see, like, oh yeah, she has she has points she can get hit on pretty hard, um, and can't quite grapple with, um,
1: yeah.
2: Anything else? else no, about?
1: everyone came gunning for Kamala after her thing and Biden. I just can't believe that Biden's the front runner still. I
2: know. <laughs> well, and I, I think it's crazy that they're treating him like that too. Like the whole debate last night was kind of like. Vice President Biden, you get to go first, and everybody else try to tear him down. Yeah. And it's just like- You can try, motherfuckers. Yeah, why is this presumed? I did like- you know, Andrew Yang. I don't think is like truly a uh, presidential candidate, sure. but I do like that he is bringing the talking point of automation to the forefront. Because yeah. his answer on immigration was incredible. Yeah, when he was just like, "If you go into a factory in Detroit, you're not it's going not to immigrants. see any immigrants. It's robots. Fucking robots. So Why don't yeah. we stop letting them scapegoat?" And everyone's like, "Yeah, yeah," <laughs> which is
0: amazing too, because with you know Detroit being such a manufacturing center for the automobile industry, like in the first debate, no one even touched that. So it, you know, he's very much. Focused on these economic issues. That's why he has his, you know, what is it, freedom dividend. Yeah, you know, exactly. Your th- get your thousand a month. Get your thousand um, a month. And it's funny. I just got a text from <laughs> Andrew Yang's campaign just now, but it's at it's addressed to my mom, and it's like, "Hi, I'm Daniela, volunteer with Yang 2020." I'm like. First of all, is my mom signing me up to be Yang Gang? I gotta
2: call her up. I'm like, are you Yang Gang mom? It is funny he's offering a thousand dollars a month to everybody and he's still in the back of the pack. Yeah. I'll give you each a thousand dollars. We're like, ah, hold
0: on, let's see. And even it. his thing on climate <laughs> change is sort of like, yo, it's 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 a rap, y'all.
2: Like, so we need to just figure out how we're going to survive right now. Like, we can forget about, oh, what are we going to do about will like, to it's done. $1,000 a month will be enough to get you and your family to the top of a mountain. Right, essentially. Like, head to higher ground, man. <laughs> Sit on this 1,000
0: or buy a bunch of baby dolls. But, you know, whatever you're going to do, I'm going to give you that opportunity to live yours. Uh, the one thing uh, Kirsten Gillibrand said uh, was that her-, her whole thing was like, I can tell white women what white privilege is. All those white women who voted for Trump, I can do that. i was like, Okay, and? Like, yeah. well, I I mean, I like the sentiment there, but I feel like there's. You don't think
2: people have tried to tell these white women what white privilege is yet? Like, you think the problem is that no one's told them about it?
0: Yeah. They think that they hear it and they immediately shut off by the concept because they don't want to pick apart the nuance. It's like, well, you're. Because I think everyone's, most people who can't really, uh, you know, in a constructive way analyze white privilege, they can't look at it as like, it's not that I'm the fucking oppressor. It's that I have to understand what this, this dominant culture means for other people and how I've benefited from that. Right. And most people get on the defensive. It's like, well, I'm not the one doing it. It's like, no. I, it, and you, in some instances, you might be that. they might be that person. But yeah. on the other hand, it's like, can you actually understand what people are trying to say when you, they're trying to confront you with your white privilege?
1: You look confused, Steve. No, I'm not confused. That just the, these debates. This last night was like not a big deal. I yeah. thought it, I thought it was a boring one. And I'm also ready for the next round. Hopefully we shed some more Yeah, money. we gotta
2: thin the herd. Yeah. We gotta yeah. thin the herd. I
1: mean, you know, I I'm, right now my money, you know, I would love to see uh Bernie or Warren. That that's where I think a lot of people that I know, that's yeah. what we're thinking. Yeah. But we're also lost super Los Angeles liberals. So I don't know I don't know what we can do to I don't know what the rest of the country is really feeling like outside of here. Well, I think
0: a lot of people think if they look at it as like, well, Joe Biden can beat Donald Trump. And I think that's been the focus is that, oh, this person is capable of beating Donald Trump rather than like, what is fundamentally, what are we trying to do as a country? Like, how are we trying to advance? Obviously, we want to beat Trump. But along with that, we don't we want we we have a lot of issues in this country that we're just not addressing. And then I think that's where Joe Biden, he kind of talks like he'll acknowledge the issues, but not he won't upend the system. Yeah,
1: I mean, if if we're going to take the hit, like, you know, of of one term of Donald Trump, then we could at least use that hit to pivot and be more liberal or uh, have more left wing policy stuff that's really going to address the issues. I don't want to take the hit for fucking Joe Biden. Yeah, and
2: this is what's always killed the, the Democratic Party is it's always like they're always so afraid to lose that they don't go for the win. That's why you have
0: Delaney who's like, well, we can't like do stuff. Yeah, whoa, whoa, like, whoa. That's whoa. a risk. Hey, yeah. I
2: have
0: $65 million in right. the bank. I spent fifteen on this. I'm kind of upside down on this whole campaign.
1: Yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, Joe Biden's worse than John Kerry as a candidate. Right. And John Kerry we, uh, was bad.
0: <laughs> this Joe, I mean, the one part, too, was when everyone's hitting him on his voting record, he would always just be like, well, what about Obama, though? I was with him and then at one time he was like oh if i'm so bad then why am i obama's grandpa huh huh they looked me up they looked they checked me out i was good enough for that dude
2: oh but i'm a oh i'm a race okay. i'm racist okay I but do, i hung yeah. out with that black guy every day my for favorite
1: years. line though and the thing was cory booker which he said this is a phrase have you guys heard the phrase you're dipping into kool-aid and you don't even know the flavor i i've never heard that (laughs) i i cringed into my body i'm like Corey. you don't have to make kool-aid jokes i don't even know what that means really and by the way nobody drinks kool-aid for the flavor no what you do you it for, the for the sugar col- for the color yeah, yeah. The col- i'll yeah. take the red
0: i always grew up being like no, no i want red <laughs> yeah. I, I couldn't tell you what fucking flavor that yeah. is yeah
2: yeah that was like the that was like his version of when politicians do like folksy sayings. yeah exactly that was like the cory booker version where it's like you can't he- dip in the kool-aid unless you know the flavor and yeah. it's like well, i guess uh, is uh, you that about never, taxes you've, <laughs> you've never drank kool-aid man <laughs> yeah. um one
0: thing i do want to just point out for me the highlight of the evening was joe biden's closing statement obviously in the opening he Told Kamala, hey, go easy on my kid. <laughs> okay, great. Thanks, Grandpa.
2: But yeah, way to not sound old, Joe. Yeah, at the, at <laughs> way the, to read the room.
0: At the end of the night, when he's giving his closing statements, he was supposed to direct the viewers to text Joe to a certain number, but he got all confused in his head and just sounded like a lost Grandpa. Just listen to this
1: Go to Joe 30330 and help me in this fight. <laughs>
0: To Joe. Hey, can you just play that again? Yo. Go to Joe
1: 30330 and help me in this fight. Thank you very much. Go to Joe.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna need Outcast to release a song called Joe 30330 yeah. about the Joe of the future. Yeah.
0: <laughs> wow. Um so yeah, I think yeah, we gotta thin the herd out. A lot of people are gonna fall off in this next round. Uh so hopefully the debates will get a little bit better, but and like we won't have CNN just basically like just regurgitating conservative talking points about healthcare. Every fucking question was like, you know, with Medicare for all, a hundred million people will lose their insurance. Like, why are you even framing that shit like that? You're already saying like Medicare means you lose your insurance, rather than like Medicare for all means we will actually give people the same kind of like coverage that you get with Medicare. The argument that they're trying to make about it is merely just to drum up this fear. It's like, you're going to lose your insurance and then you're going to get this inferior thing. Without people thinking like, well, how much am I already paying for dog shit insurance right now? Yeah. Um, and it's just really, that's like where you see how entrenched these networks are in these like sort of uh, um traditional industries like the healthcare industry and big pharma. You know, uh, Bernie Sanders was critical. Is like right after we're talking about upending the healthcare system, you run a fucking pharmaceutical ad it's just like yeah, because they still that's their business. They don't want to be out here being like, yeah, fuck private insurance, right? We can do something better.
2: Well, and I one thing Cory Booker killed it with last night was uh, when he corrected the question when they were talking about immigration, and he was mm-hmm. like, why do you keep using the Republican talking point that yeah. open borders? He's like, you guys are using that phrase. It's not even what we're proposing, right? It's like you keep using their bullshit. That's flip where on like its the DNC
0: thing. is. Like, what are y'all doing right now? Like, why are yeah. you letting them do this? Like, why are you letting them present the the debate like this
2: yeah and the other thing that was framed really well i can't remember who said it maybe maybe it was yang actually but about medicare for all finally somebody said isn't this better for businesses that they don't have to worry about right insuring their employees anymore like that's a cost like that's actually good for business because we're all getting our health care from the same place
0: yeah well you know we shall see let's talk a little bit more about mr in his feelings mitch mcconnell mm. um because he got very upset uh, that people had the audacity, yeah. the temerity to look at his actions and just describe them as they are. <laughs> which is unpatriotic and fucking absurd and a dereliction of his own duty. And being like, who the fuck are you, who, what country are you really working for? Um, you know, he's been killing bill after bill um, in many arenas. But especially on the point of election security, he's like, nah, like, it's just, we don't need it. And everyone's like, w- how? and we're we're slowly arriving at that point it's like you really have no fucking reason to say no to this unless in your mind it's because you need interference to keep power i really can't i've really not heard him really fully explain why aside from him being like oh it's not necessary and it's this is new mccarthyism it's like bro you need to get your shit together my man
2: yeah he's first of all he had polio which we don't even have that in this country <laughs> he so, had polio yeah he survived wow. polio <laughs> So he's like FDR. Yeah. So like I don't know where he comes. It ain't here. We eradicated that shit a long time ago. Yeah. Um, I I saw this tweet. Um, Senator Mitch McConnell's net worth in 2005, right? It was two million nine hundred sixty-two thousand and fifteen. In 2015, it was twenty-six million nine hundred twenty-seven thousand five hundred thirty-five. That's an increase of uh, almost twenty-four million in a decade. So you know that ain't from the salary. No.
0: He's got, you know, he's he's got his uh, he's got his eye on certain investments and things like that. But I think, you know, <laughs> when when you look now, he's back in the spotlight because two of his ex staffers were actually lobbying on behalf of Rusal, which is this Russian aluminum giant that is owned by Oleg Deripaska, that oligarch that loaned money to Paul Manafort, and Paul Manafort had to get right with, like this guy had was sanctioned basically, and. Uh, You know, a lot of Democrats are like, can you look into this? Because you have his former staffers lobbying the government for this aluminum plant that would be built in Kentucky. And, you know, the only reason this uh, Russian firm was able to make this investment in the plant is because it got like it was able to have the sanctions lifted on them that were initially uh, imposed in April of last year. And these sanctions were rightly placed because he is accused of facilitating so many of Moscow's shitty behavior, uh, like seizing land in Ukraine, supplying arms for the Syrian regime, meddling in elections. Uh, so we're like, yeah, yeah, we should sanction this dude. But then Steve Mnuchin in December was like, yeah, we're going to actually uh, lift these sanctions. We covered that a little bit. Um, but then McConnell actually had halted. Like he killed a, a bipartisan effort to stop this rollback of the sanctions. And he was like, well, this this completely unrelated to anything that might happen in my home state. A cut to right now. And it's like,
1: what the fuck is going on? But they'll say that the that that building that factory will give more jobs to the state, right?
0: I yeah, I, I'd hope so. I mean, I mean just what, in general, that's yeah. why
1: they're doing it, right?
0: Well, yeah, and I think also it's just a way for you know these other yes, I th- well, I mean, it's for their aluminum business yeah, first yeah, and yeah. foremost, and I don't know how obviously that's going to be run, but that that's the talking point that any congressperson can say. It's like, well, yeah. this means jobs, but also from someone who is directly uh you know implicated or you know to put it lightly very forgivingly tangentially connected to rushing meddling.
2: <laughs> yeah, if anybody listening is from Kentucky and they moved away because they wanted to pursue a cooler life somewhere else, I'm going to need you to go back. <laughs> we can't have everybody <laughs> This is what happens. And I'm guilty. I'm from Missouri. I I live here now. Mm -hmm. We got to stop leaving, man. We got to go. We got to reverse gerrymandering. We can't just keep. Liberal people can't just keep moving to the coasts and voting in California and New York. We're well, not helping
0: well, anybody, man. I mean, unless we can get basically make uh, the Electoral
1: College moot, then it yeah. wouldn't matter. But, so I mean, that, I don't think that. And, I think, Kenny, I mean, we're not—I yeah. mean, dra- I mean, it's going to take that kind of drastic action really, in we, this country. you got
2: to go back, because if you want to get rid of the Electoral College, we're going to have to gerrymander it first. We're going to have to play their game, and, you know— Go back to Kentucky and open like a dope little coffee shop and make it more. Take your favorite parts of California, New York, and go. Kentucky needs good coffee too. They need. You know. They need
0: wheatgrass. Yeah, they need wheatgrass.
2: <laughs> they need a juice bar. <laughs> you know, come on, bring it. All those things
0: fail in their first month. because what My happens, avocado
2: toast truck
0: is upside down on these loans,
2: man. Yeah, man, everybody leaves, and then it's just the people that love Kentucky that stay, and this is what happens. Is Mitch but McConnell- I think there are
0: just as many people who are in those states who have the right idea. I mean, when of you course, look, but yeah. Of course. Of course. But yeah, I think in terms of like raw numbers, yeah, how do you unseat someone like Mitch McConnell? Because he's still very popular. In I
2: mean, state. it's crazy. He's been in, in, what, since the 80s, right? Mid-80s, mm-hmm. I think he's been, which... How? Like, (laughs) the things I've been hearing about this guy the whole time are just bafflingly bad. Yeah. And it's very public. Yeah. And he continues to win. Yeah. I don't understand how it is possible. Well, because also,
0: if you're conservative, you're going to love it. Because everything he does is basically upsetting everybody who's a progressive. Like, just during the debates, he I think he seeded 12 more judicial lifetime appointments. Yeah. Trump appointees. So, like... He's packing the fucking yeah. courts, and that's what hey. that's what he's doing while all this other shit is going on. He's like, no, nah, man, we're going to put as many conservative, just unfit uh, judges on these benches to, Listen, you know, treason is wrong unless it
2: triggers the libs, and then I'm all for it. Then I'm all for
0: it, <laughs> yeah. you know. And speaking of Kentucky, shout out to the former employees of Black Jewel uh, Mining Company. These miners, basically, their company went bankrupt, and their checks started bouncing. And this company was still like, yo, we, got, we still got coal to move. So they loaded up a coal car and these miners heard about it and they said, fuck that. They've showed up to the train tracks and basically blocked the car from moving. They're like, we have not been paid in weeks. Your My paychecks are have been bouncing. I'm owed money for my work. You just did the fun thing of declaring bankruptcy and all these workers are ass out. Um, and it's been happening since Monday. I think as of Wednesday, they were still there. I think Thursday uh, as well. But they're there for the long haul. Like they've got tents set up, they've got generators, porta potties, like they are absolutely not leaving. A lot of the miners who are speaking to reporters are like, I just want my fucking pay. I will leave. But like don't you can't fucking do this. You can't like extract all of this energy out of me, all of my work, just to make your profits and then shield yourself shield yourself with bankruptcy. Meanwhile, I'm left I'm here with like my four oh one K frozen. I can't take money out because I'm technically not fired. There's all this shit that goes along with it. Um and You know, I think people in America are really it's you're starting to see a lot of people who might normally I would normally say like, oh, you think coal miners like love the coal mines. They love conservative uh, talking points and things like that. But now they're actually getting they're the ones getting really hurt by this kind of capitalism where they're like, I've been fucking chewed up and spit out. Yeah. And they just think they can keep it moving.
2: Well, it's like it's it was a phony promise. The coal industry was dying because we're moving on from it. Right like it's there's not money in it. that's why it's time to move on, yeah, and I feel bad for these people. I really do. but you know, Trump promised coal jobs. it's like you can't just promise something that isn't there. like well, right.
0: and then many coal mines have been shutting and a lot of coal operations have been shutting down because it's being used less and less. and that's why a lot of the more reasonable plans uh, to tackle climate change are like Let's help these people. If you were like, you can still let's figure out how to use your skills, or at least transition you to a job that you can do. Because we get it, like coal ain't it. Yeah. So let's figure out well, a way for you hard, to work. These in are solar.
2: hardworking people. You know, like they're willing to. And the risks that you fucking yeah. take doing
0: this shit. I mean, if I mean, if you're doing mountaintop removal, that's another you know whole other conversation. But yeah. Uh. So you know solidarity to them, and I hope y'all get your paychecks because. Uh, <laughs> This is the fucking this is the game, man. And I hope everyone starts to see that. Like we have real problems with how this is running. And that's why when we're looking at candidates, do we have candidates who can look at a situation like this and say, This is completely fucked up? This is not how things should be operating. This is not how corporations should be moving. And I have a fucking idea. I have plans. I have regulations that I would like to put forth to protect people. And then on the other side, you have Trump who's like, uh, how many more tax cuts y'all want? They're like, How much how can I deregulate uh the industry enough that you can do whatever you want.
1: Well, and, you know, Bill Bill Clinton famously passed NAFTA too. So this isn't mm-hmm. like a Republican thing. This is, no. this is the upper class. This is, the, this is what our government, these are all rich people right. that yeah. are looking after their own. So we can't even say, it's hard for us to even say like, oh, look at, you know, except we do have Bernie now. We do have Elizabeth Warren. Yeah. People who are saying corporations do not care about you. Right. They yeah. are the enemy. And uh, yeah, that's absolutely, because they're going to keep moving jobs. They're going to yeah. keep getting rid of...
2: Um, you know factories and all these kind of. I don't. I don't know what we're gonna do. <laughs> well, that, that's the whole thing with the the Biden thing. So like, Bernie and Warren are populist candidates, and honestly, that's what Trump posed himself yeah. as. Like, there was a populist movement. It's kind of like the people versus the wealthy. Yeah. And and they followed the centerist candidates. Don't do that. No, that's not their shit.
0: They're kind of like we just want to keep it chill for everybody, yeah. sort of. And you know, yeah, some people might get fucked, but uh, overall, I want to keep it chill for my corporate overlords. So yeah, I mean I think honestly at, at a certain point it will reach a tipping point where like even if you're in denial because I think a lot of people if Trump was saying the things that like Elizabeth Warren were, I think people would be like, "Whoa, yeah, like I should be I should be able to do these things." But the problem is the righteous brands this as socialism off the rip. Fully. And now they're like, "Oh, it's socialism." At a certain point you will realize because If this kind of predatory capitalism is an existential threat to you, it will show up at your door eventually. Yeah. And then it'll be hard to sort of argue away like why that happened. I just
2: like, I just wish pro-life coal miners would realize they have way more in common with me than a pro-choice billionaire. Sure. You know, that's really what it comes down to. Right. It's like, we're in this together. Right. Regardless of how you feel about these social issues that keep us divided.
0: Yeah. Come on. Well, that's the next frontier is getting people to connect on a class level. Rather than like a like a political ideological level, because that's where it's like, hold on, there's this one percent up here that's holding everything, and they it's like that meme. Have you you know that one meme they always have where it's like two girls in a fist fight and a dude's dabbing in the background. Do you know, have you ever seen this meme?
2: I know. It'll be like, so it's
0: like, it's just this like shot of like these two girls fighting in a parking lot. And it's like a wild action shot, like fists are flying. And the two girls will be labeled Republicans, Democrats, and the dude's dabbing. It's like corporations. The dude's like,
2: what up? (laughs) Because, yeah, they've got. They don't care.
0: Yeah. And they also have people completely distracted, right? Because it's like, wait, hold on. We keep looking left and right rather than vertically. And saying, hmm,
1: da, 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 "What's up there?" But we do have to be. I mean, I'm I'm a liberal person fully, and I'm totally pro-choice. But we have to be willing to like. There are people who really do believe that abortion is killing babies. Yeah, yeah, I know. Of course, totally. Yeah, and and which is fine. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean, we have to say it's fine. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is is that liberal people don't typically say it's okay for you to believe that? Totally, we we say no, and we'll fight as hard as, as all those things, but. We have to make room for the these these beliefs. Yeah. Well, what do you mean? <laughs> How do you make room for that? Um, I think I, I. You're not
0: saying by just saying like, well, I guess maybe we'll find a way to like have a push on abortion,
1: rights,
2: no, right? No, no, no. Not uh, not You're just that. saying
0: acknowledge that yeah, people do have opinions or whatever. Instead yeah. of
2: yelling at them, just be like, you know, okay, if you feel that way, I'll be like,
0: okay, if that's fine, we're gonna also let people decide what they want to do with their bodies. But that's cool that you yeah. believe that. Yeah. So hopefully you can just do what you need to yourself to not be the evil person you think yes. people who get abortions yeah. are. Yeah, um, but at the same time, how about this? Let's move on from that. Would you like your student debt uh, just canceled? How about that? <laughs> yeah, let's let's put abortion on the side. Uh, would you like to not go bankrupt uh, because you have cancer? Yes, mm-hmm. great. Let's keep it moving. Um, do you believe that your child should have access to an education, and doesn't matter where you live, that they'll also be able to compete uh, in the jobs market? Great. Like you know, and I think that's the problem. Is again, we're so focused on left and right that we can't even take things that are just objectively a thing that is beneficial to people and embrace that yeah because then you bring in the talking but well, we're gonna pay for that And it's easy those rich motherfuckers are about to pay for it
2: yeah it's like okay you don't want to kill babies that's very admirable how about we don't vote for the people that are trafficking them right
0: oh man well uh on that note uh i guess the three of us let's take a quick break let's put our heads together figure out how we're gonna solve this and we'll <laughs> give our answer when we come back And we are back in the fast food wars. We're just the scoreboard for the fast food wars is up, and I mean that in the form of the Market Force Information's annual survey of quick service restaurants, of fast food restaurants, where they basically talk to, I think like something like eight thousand customers, and get like a loyalty index based on like how friendly they think the staff is, how quick the food is, the quality of the food, the cleanliness, etc. And they use that to basically say, like, okay, like, what's their score on here? And they break it down into very, you know, into the uh, genres, if you will, of fast food. And above all else, the one thing that they did determine, Chick Fil A is probably the most popular fast food restaurant in America. The chicken is good. (laughs) I can't lie, the chicken's fucking good. The fucking their beliefs, fuck, fucking terrible. Uh, but the chicken's good. Now, when you look at in the chicken vertical. It's Chick-fil-A, 79% of their like their loyalty index score. <laughs> right underneath that, Raising Cane's. Now, I, I for one, I want to say Have you it. had it? I haven't had it. Oh. I haven't had
1: it. I know they have one in Ontario right now. It's that's so to West good. Carolina. If you never have it, yeah. if you
0: go to Vegas, if you're in Vegas right now, they have them all over Vegas. They have them in parts of L.A. Do they have them in L.A.? Or Orange County. But we don't have them in L.A., L.A. yet, yeah. which is weird. I don't know why. But their lemonade is delicious. You get a little <laughs> bit of crinkle cut fries and they're like a little Texas toast kind of thing, a little garlic bread. The sauce, delicious, and these—oh my god—we got engineer Dan nutting in the in the booth right now.
1: And I, the odd thing is, he's not eating honey mustard. I, I wouldn't have seen coming.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, it's very, very good. So I'm like, you know what? I wanna I wanna start a movement. Let's get Raising Canes to be Chick fil A. And look, I don't know if Raising Canes has problematic business owners. If they do, let me know, um, and I will eat it in secret. Um, then Zaxby's at 60%. I like Zaxby's. Yeah. Uh, El Pollo Loco, Popeye's, KFC, and Church's at the very bottom. I wish Pollo Campero was on there. Have you had Pollo Campero? Nope. Oh, man. They're, they have them around LA. Woo, I've seen them. They're boy. good. Yo, I li- I, yeah, I like, yeah. Okay. Up. Yeah. I ate a whole fucking chicken once. <laughs> I, was, I wasn't even high. Just off the strength of the seasoning. Wow. Um, m-
1: I like to fuck with Costco chickens like that. Those, uh. Rotisserie ones for four dollars. Oh yeah, yeah. The huge chicken. Yes. They put something in there that's pretty gross. Yeah, it's called MSG. Yeah, (laughs) but (laughs) it's not gross, dude. It's just it's just a flavor. There was a whole thing about that.
2: MSG is fine, right? It's fine. It was like a whole racist smear against uh, Chinese Chinese food and stuff like
0: that. You know what? I bathe in it every day. Uh, Now moving on to burgers. Number one with a bullet. In and out, seventy nine percent or seventy three percent. Then Five Guys. Culvers. I haven't had Culvers. What a burger still haven't had that. Smash I've had, Red Robin, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. At the very bottom though, McDonald's. Which shows you I think, you know, like they people used to be like, "Oh, I love McDonald's or whatever." nobody but ever said, "Oh, I love a McDonald's burger." I did in I did in 1993.
1: How old were you then?
0: Nine. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I that's guess what I mean—you don't yeah. understand yeah, what a that's burger what I mean. is, <laughs> right, exactly. And you wanted the, the time. toy mostly. Yeah, it comes probably. with the toys. Yes.
0: I got a. I remember they were doing a collaboration, uh, Looney Tunes with Warner Brothers, and I had like I think it was um, Daffy Duck as Batman. I forget. Anyway, you know, I, I used to keep all my toys. Not so, cool
2: that Shake Shack's not on here. Yeah, anymore. that doesn't that, make sense.
0: Well, that's—I don't think that technically counts as like by their definition of. They might have a price, quick price point restaurant. thing. Oh, I think it might be if you have a drive-through.
1: Oh, okay.
0: You know, I think that's essentially what
2: it all boils down. to. Yeah, it's got to be sense. bad to be anyone that's trailing Dairy Queen in the burger polling. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Dairy
1: Queen makes a pretty good burger. Have they you do.
2: Yeah, I just don't I've even never
1: think
0: of ha- that. I always, I only get the Peanut Buster parfait.
2: Yeah, I'm right. In.
1: I'm at I'm Dairy Queen for the dairy. Yeah. No, know? no, no, no. They, they had one when I was growing up in my uh, food court at the mall, and it's a pretty solid burger. It's really? not a bad burger at all. Yeah. You just don't think of it. Yeah, because like you're cause like, why, you think why of the, the dessert? fuck would I
2: get that? It's just wild that Dairy Queen beat Burger King. You know what I'm saying? Hey, hey, it's yes, like Queens whoa. in the building.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Burger King's at the wow. They got it's funny because you're starting to see all the traditional ones be overtaken by the people who are like, we do it a, like we give a fuck. And yeah. Like we know that flavor is important. So how about this? Because at the bottom it's McDonald's, Burger King Carl's, Wendy's, Jack in the Box.
1: I honestly don't think about those those traditional fast food places. Whenever I've eaten a burger. and don't get me wrong, like the idea of like a cheese whopper. It sounds like great in a disgusting, gross way, like to hurt myself. Yeah, yeah, night. yeah. Uh, but I never really think of the taste. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah, I know I, what you mean. I don't think like, oh man, what great quality meat when I bite into it. Like, right. what a burger. Yeah, you do that with In and Out. I used to work at In and Out, uh, and you get a, um, you get a, up to a double double every time you work for free, and as many fries as you want. But I remember all the workers. After a while, you uh, you get so used to eating the burgers, you'll just have them plain. And the meat is so good. It's so the salted. The cheese is so good. Yeah. Yeah, is that you'll just have two burgers, two cheese, plain, and it's just What's your order? Delicious. What's your order? I, I, know. I do a three-by-three three animal, add ketchup, uh, both kinds of onions. Okay. Yeah. What about you, Kenny?
2: Man, um, I haven't been enough to have a go-to order Oh, what do you
1: think coming from uh, all,
2: coming not growing up here? Yeah, I mean, it's great. Yeah. It, it really, like... I'll say this, I've done the show a couple of times it's never been on my overrated list. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Uh it's, perfectly it's really rated. good. It's like it's not perfectly not a rated. I think that's when it gets weird. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's but it is, it's really really good. It's good quality meat. And for and, the uh, price point too. For the price point. What part of Missouri? Southwest, Springfield? Do you have Lion's Choice? No, uh, and St. Louis, I've had yeah. it. it's yo. so good. What is that? <laughs> Fuck. What, what is it? Is it? Well, Fuck. It's like, it's, roast it's, like beef. it's like lit Arby's.
0: Yeah, ah. it is. It's like it's incredible, man. It's fucking iron. Yo, it's like prime rib roast beef. It's, for I could not. Yo, uh, St. <sighs> Louis Zeitgang, please fly me out. Uh, FedEx me a Lions Choice real quick. Um, and then okay, let's move on to sandwiches. Jersey Mike's number one. Firehouse subs. Wawa. Jimmy John's. Panera. Arby's and Subway at the bottom. I'm starting. Yo, Subway, come on now, man,
2: come on. Why y'all gotta treat Subway like that? It's disgusting. Yeah, it's really bad. I, I'm, I'm disgusting. <laughs> you know, you know <laughs> no, I mean, That's true. yeah. They, <laughs> they found the same uh, material that yoga mats are made out of in, in the, the bread. bread. No. Yeah, yeah, that's a real thing. They put it in there yoga to make it more mat,
1: spongy. Subway. Oh, that's like bread. a real. That's not even kind of a thing. That's a real thing my, uh, my friend Scott Lorch told me one time I used to eat subway kind of regularly, and he said, "Would you ever grab a piece oh of gosh. the meat off of the sandwich?" And just like chew on the meat, like you know, like loose just, meat. Nah, yeah, nah, would you, you rather just grab that turkey and be like, "Oh, turkey"? And I thought of that, and he forever, tur- I, that forever killed Subway for me. Yeah, I was like, I would never think of. Subway
2: See, that's where you like guys
0: that. fuck up. That's what you gotta get tuna, baby. <laughs> the tuna's great. <laughs> yeah, I love the t- someone. Uh, I forget one of the Zeitgang people tweeted at me. They're like, "Yo, it's like t- confessions <laughs> of a Subway person." Like, "Yo, you'll die eating the Subway." The tuna's shit. great, and it's I was like, terrible "I'm for in you. fucking destructible." It's when it comes terrible to that. for you. It's like it's all I mayonnaise. It's
1: a, I think it's like 1,500
2: calories or something it's, for yeah, foot long. It's
0: by far the most unhealthy yeah. sandwich I've ever I mean, that get.
2: is a hilarious sentence. Like, oh, yeah, you wouldn't eat the meat. You got to try the tuna. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <It's> exactly. Just, <laughs> the tuna, though, is just good. I don't I care. I don't know. Yeah. I'm disgusting, though. Yeah. Also, but in terms of loyalty, I'm surprised Wawa is third because, I don't know, I moved here from the Northeast where Wawa reigns, uh-huh. and I, you want to talk about a loyal fan base. People freak out over Wawa. It's a restaurant, or a it's in a gas, f- gas station. station, right? And it's yeah, also like it's a whole me. thing. It's the way you order. Like it's like a touch screen you, monitor yeah, computer. You build it yourself. Oh shit. At the computer. And you so like, you've never had it, Nah. I, it's I, really, I, really good. But I know good. a lot of
0: people from like Philly or Jersey who are like, "Yo, Wawa." They Wawa. freak out. People yeah. like
2: when I was living in New York City, there was people that were from those places that would take a day trip to Wawa. They would take a train into Jersey to go get Wawa. Wawa, That's crazy. Weewa. Okay.
0: Okay, uh, let's move on to Mexican, and I think. Okay, I don't even know why they even bother. This should be in quotes. <laughs> uh, Chipotle, <laughs> Moe's, Southwest Grill, never had that. El Pollo Loco, Del Taco, and Taco Bell. Again, why am I always caping for the worst ones? And also, Taco Bell is not fair. It should not be in a category called Mexican. It should be called just trash-ass food that happens to be in a tortilla.
2: Yeah. I'm Re- a, Repurposed diarrhea would be good. Uh, what the was, was number one? Chipotle. Chipotle.
1: I mean, I guess it's Wait, off. but
2: they don't have a di- they don't have a drive-through?
1: Yeah, I don't Should I, I don't know what yeah. I I I promise you it's going a on price here? point. Yeah, it's like an under $10 be. price point or something sure. like that. Uh Chipotle used to be really really great, um but it's just getting worse. I think do you remember when the burrito was just so stuffed you had to be like stop, it's yeah, too much? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now it's just this big fat yeah, tor- dumb tortilla, yeah. yeah. Um I love del taco. I love del taco. I, too. I mean, Ride or die forever till I die. Chicken soft tacos all day. Yeah, to to me, it's home. And I used to work at a Del Taco. When I quit being a pastor, I was a Del Taco assistant manager for for some months. That was a rough time, man. (laughs) So what? You got head right after quitting, and you're like, yo, I'm going to work at Del Taco.
0: I'm live mine. Uh,
1: I was a screen printer when I I got that head. Oh, that was rough. It was a rough couple of years after I quit being a pastor, because I just always like to – I always like to have money, so mm-hmm. I remember at one point I was working for a year. I worked full time at a gas station, and I worked at, no, no full time at a liquor store, and I worked a graveyard shift for three nights at a gas station at the same time, Damn. just because I like to have like money. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I've you know I've since changed. I found the restaurant industry, but uh, Del Taco does everything fresh. Uh, they cook beans every morning. They have, I mean, my my Del Taco. We had a Mexican woman come in at five in the morning, and she would start start the the beans and shit. Oh, like she
0: was taking it. They were taking it seriously. Yeah.
1: Like Del Taco, everything you have there is pretty fresh. The chicken's like regular chicken and they grill it in the morning. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's not like Taco Bell where they add water and shit like that. Right, right. Del Taco is very fresh. And um, if you ever get an opportunity to go to the Del Taco in Barstow, that's the original one. It's the best Del Taco. Stop at that Del Taco. It's different. The original owner, it's the only one he still owns. I think he's dead now. But uh, everything's about twenty or thirty cents more, but it's stuffed full of cheese and beans and fresh. Damn. So make sure you go to that original. Make sure Del Taco. you go to Barstow. Yeah. On your way to Vegas, On your way, I'm telling on you on the fifteenth. If you ever stop at the everybody who loves Del Taco knows that that original one is awesome. They I like have no bring idea. out the tray. It's like a restaurant. They bring out everything's a little bit more, but everything's stuffed and packed and it feels like you're at home. Damn. So yeah, I love Del Taco. Thank you. That's my number one. If you guys, are I don't think they have it in a lot of states either. So that's no. I why think it's no. a very West Coast thing. Yeah, I still so. haven't
2: had it yet, and now I will. What? Oh yeah. <laughs> I, get I, that. I, was, I assumed it was like the Taco Bell of the West, and, I and was you like, can nah, go
1: bold. They'll put fries in this shit. No, get a get a half pound red burrito. It's like a dollar ten. It's just a bean and cheese burrito with uh, the red sauce. But it's fresh. It's good. It's clean. It feels clean. Don't Dude, eat this too. This pitch m- is
0: amazing. I'm yeah, don't man. eat too many well, items. Like, well, we though, better okay. We need to get a fucking we better get these Del Taco ads after this shit. Yeah, yeah just g- just
1: get a couple of couple of items. Don't go too don't go overboard. That's that's the way I hurt myself sometimes. Don't do it. Okay.
0: Um lastly with pizza, number 1 Blaze Pizza. Then Papa Murphy's, never heard of it. Marco's, never heard of it. Domino's, Papa John's, Pizza Hut and Little Caesars. Damn, come on, Little Caesars. Trash, dude. I, I mean, Let if Blaze
1: is your number 1, I I don't think you can not Any really of that shit this. compared. Yeah, right. you can't count any of this stuff. Blaze it's t- is not good. It's soggy. It's fine. Is it? Yeah. Have you you've never had Blaze nah, Pizza? Nah, it just
0: never appealed to me when I saw it. I'm like, it just has this vibe. I'm like, that's not really the kind
1: of pizza I like. It's not good. I mean, I don't think it's cool kind of if you have to eat something, but- do you, do you guys remember when Little Caesars had pizza pizza and it came with yeah. two? Yeah. Man, that was a ton. And the paper. Do you remember I had the paper oh, cover? yeah. Where you ripped yeah. that off? Oh, that was yeah. real pizza back then. Something happened. I would love to see a history of Little Caesars where they decided to go with the $5 thing.
0: Uh, true Crime Podcast. What the fuck happened to Little Caesars? Oh, Ooh. is that a real thing? No, I think we should try that.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but that it used to be real pizza. Then they switched to the $5 model. But...
2: You know what happened? The 90s, man, it was all about... As much as you can get for as little as possible. Right. Like, yeah. It was bang a bang for your buck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like every every promo was like, get a fifth pizza for the price of two. Right. You're like, whoa, shit. Yeah. Yeah. And, and now I
1: don't even think it doesn't, it looks like pizza, but it doesn't. Don't get me wrong. I have to take a little Caesars to the dome once a year, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't think of it as pizza. What about that crazy bread? Yeah, I'll get... You. no, I I just don't. Okay. I'm always that's like I'm like, yo, sauce them shits up extra. Like I want the bag
2: just dripping. Pizza pizza.
0: Yep. Oh shit. Well, thank y'all so much for joining me today. It's been uh quite a journey. Uh this episode brought to you by Taco Bell. Or no, Del Taco. I don't- I'm sorry. And uh Steve, I just have to thank you, too. You've had such an interesting life. It's led <laughs> us through on a, such a journey today.
1: Hey, trust me. On the stage, it really flies. Yeah, yeah, people love I feel it.
2: like you're being used as a cautionary tale in churches now, where they're yeah. like, see, Steve, he left the church. <laughs> Next thing you know, he's getting blown in a porn shop and working at a liquor store. Yeah. <laughs> working I, at Teletop. You I'm want that? I'm fine now,
1: but I'm telling you, those first five years after that were pretty right.
0: rough. And you talk a lot about that on your podcast, which I've been on, uh, Who's Your God? Yeah, Who's Annie Your Miller. God?
1: Check out Who's Your God with been on Amy there too. Miller. Yeah, that's a great podcast. My movie podcast, reviews from the Vista, is great. And then we have a news podcast called The, uh, the Male Gaze with Alan Strickland-Williams, Brody Reed, and Zed Kutzinger. Nice. But we usually have uh, women guests on, too. So Great. Yeah. Uh, where else can people find you? Big Hearn on Twitter? Fire. Herny on Instagram? Bigger fire. Big Focus on my girlfriend on the Instagram. She likes that a lot. Yeah. Uh, I look at the grid, and every nine she gets one. So you got to look at the grid. People get mad if you put too many, but they get mad if you don't post enough. Also, also right?
0: fuck them. It's your fucking account. How about yeah. that? You know, yeah. what I mean? how about that? I, I, my Instagram's for the people, though. Yeah. Isn't yours? Uh, yes. I don't know. I I I use social media less and less. Like as I have to like engage like with news and other stuff so much more. Like I scroll every now and then, but damn, like my usage is cut. The fuck down. Well, I I, you.
1: I imagine doing this show all the time. You're just always hunting for the next story, right? Always hungry for the
0: next <laughs> story, bro. You never know when it's gonna where it's gonna O'Neil, come from, baby. Here, yeah, man. I got my yellow jumpsuit on, my red my red head wig. <laughs> <laughs> also,
2: so you don't have to brag on it, I'd like to shout out his uh show at the Chatterbox. Oh man. yeah, it's like the hottest. It's so good. It's a great show. Come every Sunday so good, night, yeah.
1: if you're in Covina, it's every Sunday night. And if you're a big comedy fan. It's worth the drive it's only a half hour on a Sunday night but uh, it's a great bar and uh, yeah it's one of, we're, we're doing we're coming up on 10 years cool so yeah it's been great oh I got to give you another date Kenny yeah.
0: um and those are the tweets you like Big Hearn we're making you laugh.
1: All right, one of my favorite new uh persons on Twitter is Dana Donnelly. Yes, she's mm-hmm. a new comic. Yo, yeah. I was
0: just gonna say, I've read so many of her tweets, yeah. and I'm like, who
1: is she? I'm like, who who know her? She's a new comic. She, I think she's been doing it less than a year now, but I she just found her voice her very are quickly. On fucking point. Yeah, and she's so funny. This one made me really bust up. She did this whole thing. I think it was yesterday or two days ago. Is she was talking about how bad she is at sex because she just lays there. <laughs> And uh, and she went on a jag for like 10 of them, but this one really made me laugh. Uh, I'm so lazy during sex that I had a boyfriend refuse to use handcuffs with me because he didn't want me to have, in quotes, more of an excuse to not move.
2: (laughs) It's really crazy because I almost read that tweet. Are yeah, you kidding? Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah.
1: But yeah, she went on a jag yesterday about just being so bad because she doesn't move, and she's young too. Yeah. I, I mean, I know Dana; she's my friend. So she's all of this stuff. I know she really believes, and she's obsessed with her phone, and she is truly like this. So it just it makes me laugh even more. Yeah. yeah. oh We
0: got to have her on because I've been. Yeah, I've been such
1: a fan of her Twitter. It's one of those people like I want, I want to meet this Twitter jokester. Yeah, uh, and she blew up. I think you know she's at twelve thousand followers now, but she, like. Two months ago,
2: she had 800. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. But she's
1: just got, she's just locked in on her voice and she's so funny. She makes me laugh. So, oh, Dana Donnelly.
2: Can-y? um, One of my favorite Twitter people uh, is Rachel Wanitsky. Oh, yeah. You guys oh, know? yeah. She's she was on. Yeah. A while back. Uh, yeah. Great guest. She's on uh, Friends Who Folk is her group. So funny. But uh, she does these great characters, which obviously is hard to share here. But uh, a written tweet of hers is, uh, One time a friend was like, I decided not to wear my new dress to your birthday because I wanted the night to be about you. (laughs) And at first I was like, ha ha, thanks. But then later I was like, actually, what? (laughs) Uh, And where can people find you, Kenny? I'm at Kenny DeForest, uh, D-E-F-O-R-E-S-T. And uh, I'm that on Twitter, Instagram, and my website. And I'll be on a tour of the Southeast in August and September doing stand-up uh Cleveland Cincinnati Asheville Spots in Tennessee Spots in Alabama check it out KennyDeForest.com Boom, come check see the show
1: out. oh also i'm sorry to let me plug i'm going to be in december or uh, colorado or in denver August 12th through the 19th I'm doing all the shows there. Oh nice. The Boulder show, David Rodriguez show, at Fort Collins. It's for my Those first time in De- it's my first time in Denver.
0: Oh, yeah, Yo, fun. Gang, y'all are I know you're in Colorado heavy. Pull up to this man's show. Yeah, yeah. so yeah,
2: I'm, I'm going to be there too. Bring him some uh, now do criminalized mushrooms.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I am I don't do drugs or drink but I am open to a mushroom experience in Denver. Wow. Okay.
0: Yeah. You've heard it here first. Don't don't overdose your first time. Don't go too heavy. I've
1: yet. done it before, but I, I, well, I give yourself I micro-dose. want a spiritual experience. I want, oh, to, want to go tubing. Yeah, okay. something yeah, like that. It. Yeah, in the in the
0: forest. Okay, well, if someone can coordinate that. Uh, at <laughs> being Uh you can find me at Miles of Grey on Twitter and Instagram. A tweet or some tweets I like. So this tweet was from Tigna Charles' account, but it was from Andy Erickson at Andy Erickson E R I K S O N. Um, and the tweet was: "Laughter is the best medicine. Crying is the affordable generic brand." <laughs> <laughs> and another one is from at Trap Water, uh, blew up. Everywhere it just says, I hate a weed man that got a life. The fuck you mean you had six flags? <laughs> <laughs> um and another one, Rachel Senot. Okay, not to be a huge bitch, but John Delaney has less followers than me, and I tweet stuff like horny for
2: coffee.
0: So <laughs> shout out to you, Rachel. You can find us at Daily Zeitgeist on Twitter at the Daily Zeitgeist on the Zeitgeist on Instagram. Uh, we got a Facebook fan page. We got a website, uh, www dot like dailyzeitgeist or something like that, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. Thank you. Where we post that and uh, you know the songs we write out on. And you know this is a production of iHeartMedia. For more, you can check out uh, you know any of that stuff like the, uh, the iHeartRadio app and that podcast wherever you get your shit. But also leave us a review, man. It's been a while. Leave us a review and hit me up and show me your review and I can read it on there, please. I would like that. It also helps our metrics because we're trying to get this movement even larger. And with that, we shall write out on a song. What song is that, you ask? Well, this is from an MC... Uh, who I've not really known a lot about named Milo or maybe we'll call him Milo. Our real name is Rory Ferreira um, and just kind of dope. I think he makes his own beats and is just a dope MC and this track is called Myth Building Exercise Number 9. Ooh. So check that one out and we will see you on Monday. Have a good weekend. Peace and blessings and love to y'all. Bye.
2: Bye. Acting out, undeserving of a humble brag. It's simply me, in me in my mansion of thumbtacks. Monsieur Baron de Hallback wipes Hands of reality. It sets about creating new galaxies. Love letters never sent, but I'm angsty like you read it. My style, like if Langston didn't edit. Throw a globe, trotter, low, rotted from the. Duck. Double clutching the mic, hollering for the operator. The audience snickers. That's one clever. That's one clever. That's one clever. You need a vessel to sail the river, Sticks. Ruby Yacht deliver complex messages, simplest. You need a vessel to
1: sail the river, Sticks.